0: This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS... If you're chartreuse, it's up the caboose. Day two, sushi bar. I could eat expired Walmart (laughs) meat. I could eat expired Walmart meat for hours.
1: Fresh Munker Belair. Belair. (laughs)
0: Belair. (laughs) <laughs> Belair. Belair. Wendy McClunky. Taco Wakatitikaka. Let the testes hit the floor.
1: May we all find Mexican restaurants. Tiny little pimps. Why do monks have guns?
0: Donald Duck face, mugshot camper. Slathering real bacon all over town. Space Hitler, you know, from Alderon. Get the frock out of here. Making things with Bill.
1: Jury duty and more on this episode of The Morning
2: Stream.
0: YouTube Blacked True Prophecy. And I would say, whoa, whoa, whoa to you people who are blocking true prophecy. Stop it. Get some help. The morning stream. This car smells weird. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the morning stream. It is Tuesday, May fifth, twenty twenty. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ebbett. Hello, Brian.
1: Hello, Scott. How oh, are it's you?
0: Cinco de Mayo, Mayo, right? Uh, si, si, es muy, muy bien. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo. Usually, there's parties and stuff, but that's not happening. We're not having that. It's not a. It's not a well, thing, not, right?
1: Not big. Uh, not big. Big parties. I'll bet you there's still going to be cars cruising up and down federal boulevard today in in Denver cuz you can cruise you can social distance while you cruise
0: Oh okay is that a thing cruising I didn't realize that was a thing
1: Well it is on uh, federal boulevard on Cinco de Mayo you take a uh, either a Mexican or a um a Puerto Rican flag okay, and, you you and you open your hood and you drape the flag around the corners of your hood and close the hood Yeah and then you drive up and down Federal Boulevard for for hours.
0: You made a very interesting pause there because you said you take, you a, take Mexican, a Mexican and then you waited a long time, <laughs> and then said or Puerto Rican flag.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm like ah, got it. Okay, it wasn't
1: intended, it wasn't intended to be a. Uh, a pretty good pause there.
0: I <laughs> wasn't sure where that was going, but now we're good. Um, anyway, yeah, well, uh, yeah, just, I just completely spaced that until right now. And normally we oh, have a really? big thing, we do a big thing around here, but
1: yeah, um, I it's uh, just weird. even addressed appropriately for the occasion. I've got my Cinco de Mayo party shirt right here.
0: Yeah, look at that.
1: Also works for Dia del Muerte,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I don't know what else. Yeah, know what else can what you do, do it
0: for? You can do it for um. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That's our. There we go. Look at that. Well done. Our tribute to today's. All
2: of the people we encounter <laughs> expect to be treated with dignity and respect. Mexicans yes. are no exception.
0: Oh, okay. Good. All right. Oh, all right. Good. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, we're we've been Tina and I were talking. We've been wondering about uh, Casa Bonita and what's going to happen with them because they they've been kind of I don't want to say circling the drain. But they, they have been having their problems oh, uh, sure financially.
0: Sure, before this, and before all this, right?
1: Before before all this happened, and they're not doing takeout. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. <laughs> the food's the food's bad enough <laughs> if you go there. I can't even imagine like what it's like if you go there, pick it up, and take it home, and it's had time to uh, gel and solidify. But um, but I don't know what what is happening. Uh, what's going to happen with them they did get um named a national historic
0: site oh that's interesting why, so, why though just because they're famous for uh being on south park or whatever <laughs> yeah probably It's <laughs> weird
1: yeah i don't know if it was i don't know if it's because of uh, uh south park or if they were um they probably were a historical location mm. before that but still
0: well here's what they should do they should do take out and part of the takeout is uh, they send a dude in a swimsuit over to dive into a pool or a mm. pond while you're mm-hmm. while you're eating your food, right? There you go. Yeah.
1: Like just basically have him standing in a kiddie pool with your curbside service. Yeah,
0: exactly. Just they it won't. Be, they hand the
1: food to him, he hands it to you, and then you drive away.
0: Yep. Yeah, then he jumps in a, a kiddie pool, and uh, it's not quite the same as cliff diving, <laughs> but it'll do. <laughs> it'll do exactly. It'll do. So papias
1: were the thing to get there, and and the fact that they're unlimited and hot and fresh out of the. The fryer when you get them is what really makes that place work so i don't know i don't know how they would do that you know you'd get some sopapillas and again by the time you got them home Gina, we're talking about like our favorite mexican restaurant benny's hmm. is so far away from us that if we wanted to get takeout from our favorite place it would be um it would not be pleasant when we finally got the stuff home oh like, yeah, well, yeah we could point. just go to a park sure. like, yeah great
0: yeah, we did. Kim and that I did that exact funny. thing with our with our favorite um, Thai place because it's too far to mm-hmm. keep good or uh, to be as good when you open it when we get home. So instead, we pulled over at some like that, just like a park, mm-hmm. and sat at a bench. Yeah, and we got down with sat right on a bench. Kind of, it was great
1: with the right kind of food. I mean, Thai, you know, it, it it comes in a big bowl, and you don't have to worry about stuff staying crunchy, right? Because like it's right. you know it's going to be drunken noodles or. Uh, Uh, curry or um, it's more about it's more
0: about the heat you know you want the heat yeah exactly exactly well uh may we all find closer mexican restaurants i guess is
1: (laughs) if we've learned one thing if there's one thing that we can uh hope Mm -hmm. for in all
0: this yeah that's your big takeaway yeah um oh you're reminding me of something i'm not gonna say though because i don't want to get in trouble hey uh yes that is a utah thing when people say god damn sat on a bench people say that all the time around here.
1: Is, it, is it the thing you're not going to say just somebody enjoying a nice taco salad at their desk?
0: Uh oh, no, not that. Okay. Well, very good. no. Yeah. Not that. <laughs> related, but not not exactly that. <laughs> okay, you're yeah, not sure. you're knocking at the right door but nobody's home. I'm not going to open right. it. Right. Hey yeah, uh, sure. so all right, uh we got some good news. Great news. Two pieces of big Hollywood news to break here on the morning stream. I no love one's heard it. this yes. before. Okay, so we're the first to, you're going to be the first to hear this breaking news here on the show not true at all it's been out for like a day but anyway uh according to ign.com they reported yesterday that the tiger king is being made into a eight episode tv series and i don't mean the already existing eight episode documentary series let's call it reality tv show series let's call it that
1: like a docudrama
0: or a um
1: uh No, I mean the the thing that's
0: out now. What would you call it? Oh, the Netflix
1: thing. Oh, the Netflix thing is, yeah, that's a, I'd I'd call it a Uh, folkumentary. Folkumentary. (laughs) Folkumentary. There you go. (laughs) Let's let's really carefully pronounce that.
0: Yep, that's exactly right. Well, they're making the Nate Part uh, actual written (laughs) scripted series, and I don't know what the name is yet, but it's based on this whole Joe Exotic thing, and your favorite Oscar winner, Nicholas Cage will be playing the role of Joe Exotic. And uh, I don't quite know what to think about it, except I think I'm that. I'm never
1: going to financially recover from this.
0: <laughs> Where, where's the Declaration of Independence? I mean, where's my tiger? Where's my tires? Oh. Ripped her arm clean off. I could eat Walmart meat for hours. <laughs> The hits just keep coming, really. Oh,
1: they totally do. I absolutely do. Yeah. Uh,
0: according to Variety, the eight-episode series from Imagine Entertainment Television Studios and CBS Television Studios will be scripted by American Vandal's Dan Lagana. I never saw American Vandals, so I don't know what to say about it. No. Uh, who will also serve as showrunner for one of the series, uh, and sorry, and one of the series ex- executive producers. The uh, pop- particular incarnation of the Tiger King story will be an adaptation of the Texas Monthly article, Joe Exotic, A Dark Journey into the World of a Man Gone Wild, unquote, by Leif hmm. Redstead. So it won't be based on the documentary. It will be based on this this uh, article that was in the an, Texas, yeah, Monthly. Texas Monthly. Yeah, Texas Monthly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm fine. Right, okay. It's fine. I was kind of hoping for, I don't know, somebody else. but David Spade, uh, oh, uh, David Dax Shepard. I'd heard, I'd, I'd heard Dax Shepard. I'd heard, I'd heard, um, Rob Schneider. Yeah. A few of those guys I'd heard, but I, nobody had yeah. suggested, uh, David Spade yet. And that's kind of a great idea. I kind of like that.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, Danny McBride. He seems like an easy pick for any role on the show. Like Danny McBride could be, um, maybe have him as, uh, as, uh, Jeff, uh,
0: Lowe. <laughs> yeah. He'd be good. Jeff Lowe or that other You're, guy. Your that... mom's a
1: tiger King. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or you could do the the weird guy that has all the wives and the and the oh yeah doc, right whatever, uh, doc doc uh something, some something antle antle doc antle yeah. yeah, Billy Bob Thornton would have been good. You're right. There's yeah. these are good choices, but they've picked all right that.
1: okay. Well, let's let's figure out we we've got casting for for Joe yep. who who is gonna play Carol Baskin.
0: Oh gosh, uh, uh oh, well she'd have to be younger though. Kathy Bates would have been good in her day in her prime. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. Oh. oh my
1: God. The lady from Goldbergs. You're talking about Wendy McClendon. Uh, oh, Wendy she'd be McClevin. really good. Wendy Mc... what's her name? Wendy. I don't know. She's from 911. She's it's from about that, Wendy McLovin. She's from that 90
0: that she's from that Reno nine one one thing. She's great. She
1: was in Reno 911. She would be <laughs> Wendy McClunky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But hold on. That's not bad. How about... Um, oh, no, that's
1: a great pick. You, Covey. Who, who,
0: Wendy McClellan Covey. Melissa McCarthy might be Something. all right. Uh, yeah. There's a few. You could go places. Shelly Long. Shelly Long's not bad. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. She needs to be somebody who's just a little just gratingly weird. You know? Well, she has to play gratingly weird. Yeah. Yes. That's what I mean. And I don't know who's best for that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Do you go... I mean, a lot of these people, if you go full comedy, then you do, like, a Wendy McClellan Covey. I'm going go over What the heck is her damn name? I got to look it up, because nobody in the chat room has been able to, to help me out here. Wendy.
0: Renee Zellweger. No. <laughs> McClendon. M- Wendy McClendon Covey. Got it. Wendy. Wendy not, and McClendon Covey. Mc, she's not, uh... Oh, yeah, that is her name. She's not married to a Covey, is she? Like, one of the Covey Seven Steps like the, of Better Living or whatever?
1: Like the, um... Uh, let's see. Greg Covey is her husband, not David Covey, the the Seven Habits
0: of yeah. Highly Effective. <laughs> yeah, that's a big Utah connection. If so, because I was thinking if she's part of that family, holy schmoop No, nope, he is
1: a producer from uh, uh, who produced something called Jane Janine, Janine from Des Moines.
0: Oh, okay. Twenty twelve, and that's it. All right, I like that show. The The Goldbergs is great, dude.
1: It is really good. And it's funny because um it it shouldn't work as well as it does because it's a lot of the same jokes week
0: after week. It's yeah.
1: I'm all in favor of all the things you just mentioned. Like they will use a <laughs> joke that's something along those lines every week. Mm-hmm.
0: And it works somehow. I don't know how and it works. Yeah. It and, really shouldn't work. It's it's too there's too many gimmicks. It should fall apart and somehow somehow it's all right. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, the point is you're getting your, you're getting your, uh, you're getting your, your tiger King your, in your, a, and, you're uh, getting, and you're getting your Nick cage in the role of a lifetime. So get ready, everybody pack your bags. This, it's gonna this be feels
1: great. like it should be part of the same series that, uh, the OJ Simpson. What was that? American.
0: Uh, Oh, I know what American vandal is. Cause you just said that. Okay. Yeah. So it's American, Vandal. American Vandals the fake documentary that's on Netflix now with the kid that apparently draws penises on cars. Do you remember that? That whole thing this was a few years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And it was it's fake. Like it's a mm-hmm. they treat it they treat it like how to make a murderer or whatever, but it's it's like a fake thing. That actually I did see some of that. That was really good. Okay. So
1: so that's a but that's just the script writer. Yeah, that's who that runner. is in
0: here. So okay. yeah, I feel pretty gotcha. good about I feel pretty good about that. That'll be all right. But, yeah, you're right. This feels like one of those, uh, that FX thing.
1: Yeah, the right, the FX thing. They had the uh, Menendez brothers. They had OG Simpson.
0: Yeah, they did that Versace. Was the Versace thing part of? Yeah, that was a Versace. Those guys did the, was it Versace or, uh, it was one of the, was the designer people that got killed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember how that went. <laughs> I'm not familiar with how that went. You know, this yeah, is so yeah, funny because you know, later today we're playing a mashup of sorts that is all about us not knowing stuff
1: it's gonna be uh, we just give him so much material it it could almost be its own half hour show well today
0: today's mashup is called poorly remembered stories with scott and brian so i'll play it later it'll be great okay uh more good news this is actually good news okay that last that last thing and who knows like if that works out or not here's the other big breaking news uh taika watiti Mm-hmm. who i said his name correctly right then you did yes well done sir yep uh he's doing a star wars movie it was already co- sort of rumored but it's confirmed he will both direct and co-write the movie and this and come is
1: come on and we know he's somehow he's going to be in it too there's you know
0: oh, yeah that's his job he has to be in yeah it. he'll be exactly. he'll be hitler imaginary hitler in it it's <laughs> he'll <be great>. hitler. <laughs> hello i am hitler i live on alderaan hello i am space <laughs> hitler I am so much worse than the Darth Vader. Uh, So we don't know what it is or anything about it, except that's a big deal. And he's he's a dude I would follow anywhere. So, like, get in there, man. Let's make it. Let's make a thing. That'd be that'd be great. We don't have any kind of like date or time frame on this. Because one would it, assume they have to film it with people. And... It
1: is really going to oh Taika, not Taiko, you said Taika. Did I say Wati- Taiko with Taika.
0: Taika. It's Taika.
1: My God, come on, people. Like
0: Taika. It's it's it's
1: like the first time he hasn't said Takawaka
0: Takawaka <laughs> Kaka. T- 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. Give me some damned credit.
1: Jeez. There's no blazing you people. That's right. Um no this this you know, the the difference between Thor Dark World and Thor Ragnarok is like night and day Mm -hmm. in many ways, not just in quality, but just in overall tone. Mm -hmm. Ragnarok is so much, uh, so much funnier. It's so much brighter. It's so much, it's got so much more style that I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what a, I don't know, maybe a slightly more, I don't want to say comedic, but you know, a a Star Wars with more of a sense of humor kind of, uh, kind of gets me a little, a little excited
0: or a good sense of humor. They try all the time. A good sense of humor. Yeah, they just yes. don't always succeed. I think it worked out, and there there are moments in Empire that are all, that are kind of funny, but for most of Star right. Wars, very little humor happens. So I'm,
1: I'm holding for Nux.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm holding for Nux. <laughs>
1: holding for Nux.
0: Uh, check this out. Joining Watiti in the uh, screenplay uh, deal. Uh, so the co-writer here is going to be Christy Wilson Carnes. She is. Known for uh, 1917 script writing. So she won a BAFTA oh. award for Outstanding Film or British Film of the Year on three time Oscar winning film 1917. So she's got the, the chops for the serious side. Mm-hmm. Put those two together. What do you get? You get Star Wars with some rad stuff going on. So who knows? But I'm excited about yeah, this. Yeah, I am too.
1: I am too. Oh, okay. Jazz
0: Tech, make that a show title. Jar Jar Rabbit is really funny. Jar Jar Rabbit. That should be a show. That should be a show title. That is pretty good. Submit it in the proper way. Yeah. Jar,
1: Jar, Jar, Jar Jar. Rabbit.
0: Nice job. Oh, chat room, you always have ideas. So I'm
1: guessing that uh, that IG88 that's in the Mandalorian, which uh, whatever his his uh, model number is, I know he's not IG88, but whatever his equivalent is.
0: Uh, it was. Ca- sixty six um, thirty IG. S- not sixty-six. That's the order. Eleven. Ig eleven. Ig eleven. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that somehow
1: he works his way into
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. into the new Star Wars film. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I want the I want that other robot, the black uh, angry one, or the one that was flying the ship for the crew that was all trying to rob the heist episode. you remember? That oh, one I'm about? yeah, yeah. What was he called? Uh, was such a great episode. Oh, I loved him. The one they he had. He was the, the voice of uh, Moss from It Crowd. Right. Don't remember his name, but he is so cool. Anyway, more of that. More droids. I like the droids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brian, uh, you forgot yes, to do a name oh. yesterday. You want to do this now? I did,
1: yeah. So it, uh, yesterday being Star Wars day, I'm really bummed that I forgot to mention it until after the show ended. But uh, we're dedicating today's show to Scott Kaplan and his family. Scott Kaplan was uh, the member of the MS-150 group. Um, more of a, like he did the annual walk uh, thing more than the bike ride. Um, as of recently, but he, uh, has had MS. He got, um, uh, cut COVID and just because of his lowered immune system, uh, could not fight it and mm. passed away over the weekend. So mm. dedicating this episode to Scott Kaplan and his family and a, a great, uh, a great guy in our group and, um, definitely sending best wishes out to his family. Yeah. No, so,
0: no kidding. Uh, I hope they're doing okay in this yeah. awfulness. All one right. of his
1: sons, or maybe even both of his sons, ended up getting it as well. And um oh, geez. one of them is autistic, and uh the one that that I know was hospitalized. Well, that's right. Both of his sons got it. One of them was hospitalized, and I think the the one the the son that was hospitalized is autistic. And man, he had another rough time of it. But yeah. he's back home and doing fine. Is
0: that considered a risk factor or, or a? I don't. A higher... I
1: don't think it is. I don't know if that. I don't think that lowers your your um uh flag defenses against <laughs> oh, defenses. it <laughs> your immune system i don't think it lowers your immune system to where it makes you high risk i think he just got it worse than the other brother
0: oh i see just ended up being more symptomatic i got it
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: well all right on that uh, sad note let's dive into some fun news for the day here you go hey gang here's some razzle dazzle news to flash to mom today's news is brought to you by a new podcast called glow brighter with tony
1: a one-woman show with your favorite girlfriend. I break down intentions, goal setting, gratitude, manifestation, and relationships. Let's grow and let's laugh together. Follow me and let's stay connected. Uh, Instagram at Tony, T-O-N-I, uh, Appelt, A-P-P-E-L-T-1. Let's say that whole thing. T-O-N-I-A-P-P-E-L-T-1. Or visit her website at TonyAppelt.com. That's toniappelt
0: It's an interesting last name, isn't
1: it? Tony Appelt. Yeah. Tony Appelt. Yeah. I want to say
0: Appelt. Appelt. But it's probably not Appelt. It's probably Appelt. The Appelt, ooh. The (laughs) Appelt of my eye. All right. Hey, Kansas City in the news. Kansas. Kansas. Mm -hmm. Not Kansas Kansas. City. The state of Kansas, I should say. Sure. Sure. Uh, Kansas officials say a man drank a uh, (laughs) caustic cleaner after a certain national leader floated dangerous disinfectant remedies on national television. After President Donald J. Trump floated and in, uh, in, 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 he didn't say ingesting, he said injecting, but this article's right. Yeah, they're deciding to say ingesting highly toxic disinfectant as a treatment or possible treatment. Kansas health authorities say a man drank cleaning product over the weekend. Lee Norman, uh, the state health officer, said head of the Kansas or sorry said that the head of the Kansas Poison Control Center reported more than forty percent increases in c- cleaning chemical cases. Right after that news conference, I mean, look, Jeez. if they go up, if the numbers go up, and it happened right then, I think it's a pretty good correlation. Anyway,
1: it's a correlation. You got to—I don't know. I mean, I feel like you've got to be. Uh, he says it, shame on him, but you drink it, shame on you. Yeah,
0: what are you doing, you <laughs> dummies? For real, yeah. like uh, all right. Anyway, uh, including a fellow. Let's see, including a fellow over the weekend. This is what he says. I love that he uses the word fellow. I enjoy the word fellow. I'd like to hear Hello. it more. In in regular language, (laughs) including a fellow over the weekend who drank a product because of the advice he'd received, Norman said during a news conference on Monday. Norman didn't identify the man who had had gotten the advice last week. Trump wondered whether injecting disinfectant could fight COVID-19. He did so out loud. Experts say drinking bleach or other types of disinfectant is dangerous and possibly fatal. Are we just now? Do we really have to say do we have to say it? <laughs>
1: Thanks, experts.
0: Wow. Do we really have to say that now? We have to say really it. Really
1: relying on those experts for that uh, that revelation. Thank you. It says uh,
0: the makers of disinfectant products such as Lysol have issued warnings against consuming their products since. Uh, we are doing what we can to counter-message anything or against that kind of remedy, says Norman. So be careful out there, dumb people who drink chemicals for zero reason. Don't do it.
1: Yeah. The, uh, Don't do it. Something I haven't seen in such a long time is that Mr. Yuck. Remember how, when we were kids, they would put this green face. It was like the opposite of the smiley face. It was like a face going,
0: "Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah." Mr. That. Yuck,
1: and they'd stick it on labels of things that were poisonous or bad for us. Oh, And it seemed like it would work so well, right? It's put that on your Tide Pods. Put that on your Clorox.
0: Oh, there he is, Mr. Yuck. Mr. Yuck. It's still a little patch you can get and stickers. Oh, yeah, this is great. Oh, now
1: he's got his tongue out. I thought I didn't. Did he have his tongue out when we were kids? I guess he must have.
0: Um, it seemed like he had
1: his mouth open like he was gagging. There's
0: Mr. Yuck. I put him on your
1: face. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> he's Thank all you.
0: green like he's going to yak it like he's about to lose it. Oh, well, Mr. Yuck. <laughs> keep work keep wow there here. are
1: so many parodies of mr Yuck. there's ones with smiley faces with the tongue sticking out there's I pins am. and badges and
0: yep you can get all kinds of stuff <laughs> there's, there's a trump version oh there's many trump versions oh i assume that that wow. is that has got to be wildly memeable yeah at this point given uh this weird news all right here's a yes, um Here's a break, here's some here's a, a breaking a broken record and it's got nothing okay. to do with COVID 19 or any of this Yay. nastiness. I know, right? Feels good to have a story. that's not about that. This uh, dog in Australia set a new record. Gave birth to 21 puppies.
2: Whoa! Woo!
0: What this do you dog do? just
2: populated <laughs> the, <to> the
0: pound. <laughs> <laughs> Need to soak your dog vagina for about a month after that. <laughs> Man. Uh, it is. A Neapolitan Mastiff named Shadow. That's a big dog.
1: It is, and he's uh, three flavors. (laughs) Of course, the front of the dog is pink, and the
0: back of the dog is brown. And yeah, but there's always the pink and the and the vanilla are only two left. Everyone always eats the chocolate. (laughs) Marge, we're out of (laughs) Neapolitan ice cream. Uh. It says here, uh, sorry, where was I? Oh, this huge mastiff named Shadow is making international headlines after giving birth to a litter of 21 puppies. Uh, this broke the previous record in Australia of 19. Uh, according to Animal Emergency Services, she had an emergency cesarean on April 20th, so these were not, I, I guess, soak your belly, not your vagina. Uh, Shadow was so fat when she arrived, and we learned uh, from her owner that she had delivered three puppies at home already, uh, after four hours of no activity and a puppy that didn't make it, her owner bought a, uh, brought the dog in, uh, expecting the worst. Uh, once they examined her, they realized he was carrying more puppies and immediately got her into surgery. It took a team of 10 vets and nurses to assist in the removal of the 18 additional pups. Jeez. Only 18 of the 21 survived, though. This is kind of sad. Uh, Shadow is now recovering at home with her owners and puppies. Holy crap, you have it. 18 puppies now at your house? Holy Moses, dude. There's no picture of this dog when it was pre-birth, right? Let's see.
1: Not that I can find, but there's pictures of the puppies, and they're super cute. Oh, look at them. There's like a a picture of all the vets cleaning like a table full of puppies. Yeah.
0: That is just an enormous dog. dog. Holy crap, that dog's big. Well, Well, not that big. Like, it's big. I
1: mean, you know. It's not
0: the biggest dog I've ever seen.
1: Neapolitan Mastiff. Mastiffs are, are usually pretty huge.
0: Yeah. But I'm looking at it sitting next to a person. That person maybe is huge. I don't know. It seems like that's yeah. not as big as I expected. Anyway, here's some pictures, chat room. Look at this. Oh, yeah, cute. See, that's not that big, that dog laying there. But they got him all hyped up on drugs and stuff. And there's little pups in the box. Whoops, I'm going the wrong way. Here we go. Here's all them cleaning all these puppies. Look at that! All eighteen of them. Oh. Oh, super cute. Yeah, I want a puppy now.
1: <laughs> I'll put a link. I can't. I can't watch the video unless I give it my firstborn on Facebook. So mm. I get about a second into the video, and it's like, do dog just put out eighteen puppies, and then it stops and goes into Facebook. Yeah. No, that's all right.
0: Thanks. Thanks. Don't want to go there. Why they yeah. think that people want to deal with that kind of experience online? I don't understand. I don't understand I don't it. I don't get it. Facebook, what are you doing? Do you
1: really want? Do you really want somebody from uh, Arvada, Colorado, liking your Australian newscast site? I'm never going to watch it again. No, nope. never.
0: You're done. You're out.
1: It's not going to be my go-to place for local news.
0: Mm-mm. I'm never going what there. What kind of
1: weather are we going to get in Brisbane today? Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. How's That's the a- traffic on the? <laughs> the down end to 19
0: (laughs) my my favorite are the chum ads at the bottom of a page that always seem (laughs) to be location specific so it'll say you won't believe what this utah man did
1: yeah right and every
0: once while i experiment just click on one not because i want to know but because i want to see what i want to see how the sausage is made what are they actually doing with me after i click that well and
1: and when you saw it
0: did you believe what the utah man did well, the thing was it never got to the point. It went oh. to that's the worst thing about it is it went to this thing It says, oh, you some think that this thing that clicked second page, page two. Yeah. They never say anything. They just go on with words that don't it's don't horrible. mean anything. And by the end you it's, still don't know it. It's just the dumbest, stupidest thing. It's Hated. just horrible. Yeah. Chum ads ban them from our lives. Or install an ad blocker. I, that yeah, that's probably the better thing. Yeah, I did do that, so it's all good. All right, we got to talk about this monk. Okay. Um, he was defrocked and arrested oh. because he uh, shot a guy in the testicles, <laughs> just to watch him. Just to watch him squirm, uh, uh, scream. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You'd, you'd bleed. You surely, yes. surely oh, would watch geez. him bleed, for sure. Um, Showed a
1: man in the testicle
0: <laughs> just to watch him die. <laughs> that sounds so much more painful than just <laughs> shooting a man, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it says here, monk at the Wat Mongkol Nimit in Semet Prakan, just south of Bangkok. That's how you say Bangkok. Bangkok. Yeah. <laughs> Appropriate for this story. Yep uh it is has been defrocked in bangkok and arrested for shooting another man who was living in the same temple uh police arrested 46 year old pram aparam rugathip i don't think that's right Do you think No I'm but gonna...
1: I, but it's probably it probably works
0: yeah prant pra aparam rugathip at his living quarters on Friday evening, the, the uh, former monk claims he only shot in self-defense. Why do monks have guns? <laughs> I mean, doesn't well, seems like it's yeah, anti-monk, it, right? Isn't it a, uh, a vow of peace and
1: uh, forgiveness? And uh, they gotta
0: have some rule, like Tibetan monks. <laughs> I know it's different than monks, like you know, uh, Jesuit monks or. You know, Christian sure. side of things. I don't know how differently monks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know how any of that stuff works, but if you're a if you're a Tibetan monk, do you, do you have a gun? Is that part of the deal?
1: He's a venedictive monk.
0: Yeah, he, he's got all kinds of. He's a vengeance, <laughs> a vengeance monk. <laughs> this time it's personal, <laughs> very personal. It says here that. Uh, uh, police say they seized an unregistered handgun with two bullets from the monk. He had mm-hmm. hidden the pistol on the back plastic bag containing empty plastic bottles. I don't know what for. Anyway, police then took Rugenthip to meet uh the abbot so that he could be defrocked be- before being taken to the police station. Under the under Thai law, the Buddhist monk can be questioned but not jailed until he is just defrocked.
1: Until his first defrocked yeah. just, so you gotta you gotta get a defrocking. You get, so
0: defrock, then jail.
1: Defrock, then jail.
0: Okay. Yes. All right. That makes sense. Get, you can't go in there with a frock. You got to get the frock off.
1: No, no. Get the frock off. Get the frock off.
0: <laughs> get the frock out of here. Get the frock away from me. <laughs> He's got a gun. He shot me in the testicles. What the frock oh. are you doing? Anyway. <laughs> the arrest follows the attack on a man identified as 42-year-old Matt Rat. Who lived in the temple also, according to police, Sam Rett was shot in the right testicle and was shot to the hospital. Not the wrong testicle. As opposed to the wrong testicle, (laughs) exactly. The right one. The correct testicle. You and I have
1: both picked that low-hanging fruit.
0: Yeah. Ew. Bad. Bad combo. Uh, Rugen Thipp told police he had been in the monkhood for four to five years. Something going on in my monkhood. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> guy's making trouble in my monkhood. <laughs> shot me in the testicle got out of there went and lived with my aunt there's this is a
1: story all about how i got defrocked and went to the hoose cow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then i had to get off my butt because i shot my neighbor right in the nut all right anyway uh it goes on to say the arrest follows the attack on a man oh we already did all this okay uh oh okay Uh, In recent months, belongings of the temple had often been stolen, so he bought a pistol and patrolled around the temple at night. He claims that on the night while patrolling around the temple, he saw Sarmet walking around the area. Sarmet, Samret, rather, uh, uh, allegedly scolded him rudely and began walking toward him. He said the man was carrying something in one of his hands. The former monk told Samret to stop, but he ignored him. This prompted him to fire a warning shot. However, Samret continued approaching him, forcing him to fire shots in self-defense, he claims. Uh, he didn't know where the bullet hit. After the shooting, he returned to his room. Meanwhile, Samrat's on the floor with his bleeding testicle. Squirming. Oh. He scolded me rudely. Oh.
1: Probable cause.
0: My testicle. What has happened to it? Yeah, it is Samrat, chat room. I'm telling you. It's spelled S-A-M-R-E-T. Samrat. Samrat. <laughs> or Samret. There's no A. Sorry. Sorry. E-T. Samrat. Sure. So it's probably Samrat. Right? Samrit. Do, you like, do you like mustard on your samrit? Right. <laughs> Moving you on. Fey fey with my samrit? <laughs> on your hamburger. <laughs> Here's <is> a story. <laughs> this is great. Honestly, yeah. if, if the world was coming to an end, I don't know why you wouldn't consider at least going this
1: here. Is, uh, I, I, I'm already considering this.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you look at the photo of this guy, he's got no poops to give. He's just... <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the sort of like... You oh, know,
1: look at that. Yeah. Here I like, <laughs> his uh, His uh, mugshot photo is him just basically
0: saying, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What? Just so, so what if I was at Disney World living there? Uh, all right. So a man was caught camping on Disney's Discovery Island. Said to police it was a tropical paradise. He is, of course, a Florida man. Of course. Facing trespassing charges after security found him camping on Walt Disney World's Discovery Island, can you tell me what that is? I don't actually know what that yeah, is. Yeah,
1: so that's uh, so they've got a, a few different parks down in Florida, one of which is Animal Kingdom, which is their—it's a zoo, but it's also got their big Avatar Zone uh, land, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but then a lot of the rest of the lands are safari and African safari and Asian safari, and a couple of roller coasters, and right in the center of it, kind of like the the equivalent of the sleeping beauty castle yeah. is this tree the tree of life that is man-made but has all these animals carved in the side really cool but it's on this island that is you know pretty pretty beautiful like would be a great place to 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 crash huh. but i would live in the tree like where the honey i shrunk the kids movie ride is and yeah. that'd be a great place instead of out on the uh, island in a in a tent, which is what I'm kind of visualizing for this guy.
0: It looks like a, a Jurassic Park facility, if you look at the pictures of it. Oh, let me see. Um, it's uh, the chat room. Captain Kipper put it in there, and the image on the Wikipedia page looks like a... I don't know. It looks like something secret going on in there.
1: Well, that's that's the hotel. I mean, it's funny. What a horrible picture of uh <laughs>
2: Know, what a horrible picture
1: good. of Animal Kingdom, because you've got the edge of an island, and then you've just got one of the regular Disney hotels back there. That's not even like part of Animal Kingdom. Yeah, that's boring. Oops. Oh, they say Discovery Island is in an older part of the park. It's in Bay Lake. So it's not oh. it's not the island in the center where the tree is. Gotcha. Okay. okay.
0: Well, maybe hey, well, that's I'd why. Live I... on, I'd
1: live either in Avatar Land <laughs> or on the island where yeah, the tree yeah.
0: is. Yeah, it'd be fine uh i think part of the reason he got away with it is because maybe it is the older part and nobody well plus yeah. the whole thing's closed right now so that helps oh
1: sure enough yeah discovery island is okay yeah it's this abandoned part
0: oh that's cool i like stuff like that it's well like there
1: you go like yeah maybe that's a better idea just I, uh I like abandoned <laughs>
0: uh, abandoned stuff is my jam i love that yes like, exactly
1: so maybe i just need to go back out there and uh and see discovery island for myself yeah uh experience experience a little disney world action sure why not they open back up Do they They were talking about opening disney world back up
0: they were saying they were making movement in that direction because uh turns out their governor's a little more hot to trot on uh on the reopens but i don't know if it happened i don't think it happened did it okay I don't think so.
1: I remember them. Talking, I don't know if it did happen. I just remember them talking about if it. If
0: they do, they'd have to be real careful, man. They'd have to have one of those, like, only one of you in at a time, and everyone, all the lines would have to be spread. I mean, if they don't do that, it's then we're part. just going to start it all up again and make yeah, another surge exactly. happen. Like, why would you? I mean, other than the savior. Look, Disney's got some deep ass pockets. They go way down, all right? Way mm-hmm. down those mm-hmm. pockets, too. By the way, could Bob Iger have gotten out at a better time? For real. <laughs>
1: no kidding this that is, guy uh, this That last guy. eight weeks of it
0: had been killing disney yeah so they come in and they go everything's great uh under my watch the mcu happened the acquisition of marvel itself ha- happened uh mm-hmm. all these deals happened star wars acquisition we've made more money than ever blah 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 blah. disney owns everything with successful launch at disney plus all this stuff Hi everybody, I'm Bob Iger and I'm out. And he retires. And then right. boom, COVID happens, and right. he's at home going, Whew! Dodge. The that only thing that's really bullet. doing well
1: for Disney right now has to be Disney Plus. That has to be kicking butt as people are stuck at home and they're just like, Whatever, I'll pay the eight bucks so my kids can watch Frozen 2 over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, one would assume that all their entertainment properties that you watch on either TV or streaming, so Disney Channel on Cable, all that stuff, that all is doing one would assume that's all doing fine with kids being really well and all that.
1: Uh, people in the chat room that are correcting us, Bob Iger is back. Oh,
0: he is? He's back um, well, he during the left. coronavirus thing. yeah. Is that why he's back to help out or whatever?
1: Yeah, let's see here. Uh, I didn't know that. Saving Disney. Iger returns as coronavirus batters the company on all sides.
0: I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Disney to reveal financial damage from COVID and current quarterly earnings. Oh, today we get a quarterly earnings from them, in fact. We'll see how that goes. Wow, look at Bob at the, Iger uh, coming back to save, save the world.
1: This shot of uh, downtown Disney with the complete front of the Disney store completely boarded up as opposed to... Uh, um, Wow, like completely board up not just doors but like wall-to-wall plywood i'm looking right now Uh, this is insane
0: wait where'd you see that that it's
1: on the link that um is it um, that mr maru the first the forbes link i can put it at the uh chat or in our
0: discord i found it just now let's see okay potential plans for disney phased reopening trying to get it's a slow load here yeah oh weird yeah, that's weird, dude. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, this kind of stuff, especially all the, like the Vegas shots are the ones that get me. Mm-hmm. Just seeing, seeing Vegas like a ghost town just weirds me the F out. But yeah. also makes me wish. I just want to, okay, here's what I want. Okay. Forget about COVID 19. Forget about all this stuff for a second. I just okay. want somehow, some way in the future to, have it so that for one weekend only, the only people in Vegas, all of Vegas is just poof. <laughs> nobody lives there, is there, or is around there, except for the people I may need to help me while I'm there, like, you know, bring me food or do whatever. I want. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. So hold on. I, I got this idea. Yeah, yeah. So here's how we're going to do it we go there for TMS Vegas. Sure. It's me, you, TMS fans. That's it. We have the whole run of the entire place. In fact, you know what? We don't need staff. Forget it. No staff. Nobody. Nobody. We just get the town like Night of the Comet. Remember Night of the Comet? How everything's gone the next day and just go and do whatever you want? I want one weekend of that. That's what I want.
1: Okay. Uh i'm not sure i want that i'd like i'd like somebody to run the bellagio
0: fountains i'd like somebody to uh no, you run the bellagio fountains you decide you go you go in there and you <laughs> okay. say i want to do stairway to heaven and you get the bellagio fountains to do whatever the frick you want them to do we gotcha. Have, okay and, we have uh, total run of the place and Everything. we run the the esports
1: thing down at luxor for for tms fans and we uh, do
0: whatever we want we take a bolt we yeah. go to the we go to the new york new york we take an important bolt out of the thing. We don't have people sitting in it, but we set the, the uh, uh, what do you call it, the, the, roller, coaster the roller coaster off uh-huh. and just watch it fly off into Flamingo Avenue or wherever the hell that is over there. Like, just some weird (laughs) stuff that all gets reset by the next Monday. So this is a very, this is a total fantasy (laughs) trip, okay? It's not real.
1: No, no, it's very much not. This is all, uh... Yeah, it's all just
0: in my head. But I want to, like, slide down the Luxor. I want to get out on the top of whatever hole Mm -hmm. is at the top of that thing. And I want to slide from the top of that thing down to a big ball pit that we set up ourselves. The whole weekend we get to do whatever we want, anywhere we want. There are no Mm -hmm. laws. There are no, there's nobody there to tell us what we can or can't do. We just take that town and do what we want with it for, for three freaking days. And then back to normal on Monday. That's all I'm all asking. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's not so hard, right? Somebody,
1: somebody's somebody got to run my craps table. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it can be any tad pooler, but somebody's got to run the craps yeah,
0: table. Yeah, get somebody. Like Iceworm will do it or somebody. Just get him in there. He'll take right. care of it. Right. Done.
1: Barry Fulk. Yeah, Folk Barry, the, Barry, uh, you
0: run table. all the gambling. Gambling, Barry Fulk. Barry. Yep. Yeah. Let's get... Uh, um uh we'll photograph we'll document the entire thing with tvz gun he'll film the whole thing Uh uh-huh uh zoe you can just slather real bacon all over town just (laughs) we'll hit
1: every every buffet oh yeah who's gonna cook for us somebody's gotta cook for us
0: yeah that's what i'm well okay so now see this is where it gets complicated right so what i'd like it to be is when we get there Everything is working as needed as normal, but the minute we get there, poof, all the people disappear. They all and that leave. means okay. full buffets gotcha. and fridges full of food and any hotels just stocked to the brim. You just yeah. go and get what you want wherever you want. That it sounds great for day one. <laughs> <laughs> you what? You don't want that seafood on day I'm three? I'm not sure
1: I want the, uh, the sushi bar on day two. <laughs> I could
0: see that, I guess. Fair point. Mm. Anyway, it's fun to dream, isn't it?
1: It is fun to dream. <laughs> All right. If you uh, so, let's say, you know, this guy decided he's going to camp on Discovery Island.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you get the you get the opportunity to camp anywhere in the world, right? During this COVID thing, and and no one was going to find you. No one's going to catch you. Maybe just a weekend. You can just say, I'm going to go put up a tent on the top of Ayers Rock in Australia, or um, oh man, Eiffel Tower, or something like that, where. Where do you camp?
0: Um, Where do you set up shop for a weekend? Okay, I got it. And this is going to sound okay. lame, but it's my paradise. Yeah? But it's going to sound lame. Because my goal, my goal here isn't to, to, ooh, I want to see something <laughs> My new. own
2: backyard! Is that lame?
0: Is that lame, Brian? <laughs> it's kind of lame, isn't it? Is that pretty lame? No, not that. I want to, be, <laughs> I want to be right in the center of the bullfrog side of Lake Powell. On a big houseboat, nobody else around, red rock on all sides, and just lay lay out on top of that houseboat for three days. That's what I'd want.
1: That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The si- just the quiet, all you'd hear is like birds, and at night the bats would come out.
1: You wouldn't have to go anywhere. I mean, or it wouldn't have to travel very far to get there, that's for
0: sure. I would love that, man. Well, ten hours, but still. I think I would do uh, actually yeah it takes me as long to get to Lake Powell as it does to get to Denver if I wanted to go to Denver
1: I would either do someplace tropical like the Bahamas or something like that or I would do you know those um, those islands off the coast of Thailand where they shot uh, the man with the golden gun James Bond uh, man with the golden gun they're kind of rocky but have a really grassy top they're kind of like the closest you'll get to the grand yeah those are really cool (laughs)
0: It's very Nagrandi, that's true.
1: Very Nagrandi, I think I would do that. I'd like to, I'd, I'd camp on top of one of those. Yeah. Except it's, the spiders, and yeah, you see, man, you, they get some big-ass scary critters out
0: there. They do. That's the nice thing about being in the middle of Lake Powell. There's nothing there but bass and freaking, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some bugs at night, but I not big fish.
1: ones. fish, not the kind of fish you'd want to eat.
0: <laughs> My dad got bit by a fish in Lake Powell once when he was water skiing, uh-huh. bit him in the wow. leg. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. We just still don't know what kind of fish this was, but it bit him in the leg so bad that we had to go to the marina and have their, they had a medic there and they had to do, like check it and like disinfect it. It was bad. It was like a big old chunk of his leg got taken out by that. And then the one time, I'll never forget this. I was a kid in the boat. My dad was water skiing and I think my brother was driving the boat, my older brother. And he's, okay. and he's you know, full throttle on this thing. My dad's out there in, on a single ski. And the way- Oh no, this is what it was. The way this is a common thing you used to do. I don't know if anyone does it anymore, but you start with two skis and then you drop one. So you start with two, drop a ski, now you're just you're just slaloming it on one ski. And that's what he was trying to do. So they pull him up, he kicks off the left ski to then put his foot into the back of this single ski, and the left ski hit a wave weird. And like ricocheted up and hit him in the ear, right in the ear. Oh, I know geez. the tip of the ski yeah. went right in his ear, and yeah. he couldn't hear for like a month, and just bled out of that ear, and it was bad. But he says that's he didn't. Horrendous. Yeah, he didn't regret it because he liked it. <laughs> no regrets. But I think that's where Whee! I got my fear of deep water was. If, ironically enough, I want to go into the peaceful place, <laughs> the but lake. when I'm in that lake and I think of my dad getting bit by that fish, that's, I think that's what did it to me because I was real young when that happened. And if I look down in that water, it goes on forever. Just blue, dark, black eons of what feels yeah. like eons of water. And it's just, just gives me the willy willies, but I put me on a boat and I'm fine. I'm good. Hmm. Well, that was a fun little, uh, it was some little idea that you had there at the end there. All right, Uh, anyway, so this guy, he just got caught there, and now he's in trouble.
1: Yeah, now he's in trouble. No Disney for you. Nope. Richard McGuire. Disney police popped up out of a hole, and
0: (laughs) they said,
2: hey, what are you doing over there? Come here. (laughs) You're not allowed here.
0: That's right. Book him. (laughs) I don't know what voice that was. I don't know who I was (laughs) doing. There you go. Go with me. That's better. (laughs) (laughs) And as they drive away, (laughs) he does that as he leaves. All right. Uh, buddy, buddy, buddy. Nope. 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 Uh, nope. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> Not wrong candy. deal. Nope. 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 Wrong deal. Um, all right. We're going to take, um, right, take a break. When we come back, we will spend some time with Bill and Jury and all that. It's Tuesday, after all, so stick around yeah. for that. In the meantime, we have music to play. What did you bring today?
1: Yeah, Philadelphia is where we're going for this one. Brand new album from a band called the Commonwealth Choir. They just signed with No Hope Records, uh, and they're releasing their first EP or the upcoming EP on June nineteenth. It's going to be called No End. And uh, this is fantastic. Um, Let's see. Commonwealth Choir is constantly searching for the space between light and dark somewhere to crack a smile while the storm rages on. Um, Anyway, I love it. This is really cool. Uh, Here is the song Light from the upcoming EP, No End, from the Commonwealth Choir.
0: episode sponsored by blue chew remember the days when you're ready to go remember that well now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed listen up BlueChew.com. that's blue like the color blue blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable they work up to twice as fast as a pill So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians. So you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than at a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Drive for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. I have right here in my utility belt a remote control Bat Computer Oscillator. <laughs> the morning stream oh the new health and fitness section i'm not sure but i'll find out if i could use your phone all right we're back everybody welcome back to the program Now, people in the chat room are <laughs> still arguing about when states can open their government or their business or whatever. That makes me sad. When
1: they can? I mean, is it's up to the state it's up to the
0: state. Well, is it though? I mean, here's the truth. Let's say the state says, We're opening, right? Mm-hmm. Businesses don't have to. If they're yeah. like worried about stuff if like McDonald's No says, no no
1: it's yeah, I mean the states can decide when they open, but businesses really have the ultimate decision on like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wait a week. Thanks. We're gonna, gonna wait a
0: month. We're gonna give yeah. a little time maybe. Yeah, we're fine. Uh we get it. Yeah. We may not jump right in just now. Okay. Uh Bill Duran on his way. Uh I'd we say said. that knowing that I haven't called him yet. Is he? Is (laughs) he? Oh, yes, he is. And here he comes. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran, all the way from the Pacific Northwest, that being the state of Washington, uh, he makes things. Comes on Tuesday and talks about them. Hi there, Bill. Good morning. Good morning. How are you?
3: Doing okay. Yeah. Slept great. Yeah. Having my first cup of coffee. I wish I slept great. uh, How
0: do you sleep great? Give me some tips. What do you do? How do you do it?
3: I actually, yesterday, went for a walk with Brittany. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was a little exercise, right? And then I got home and I did some more exercising, did some uh, crunches, yeah. some ab stuff, some leg lifts.
1: Yeah. Nice. Uh,
3: and then I worried for about... 12 hours, okay, and then by about 11, I was exhausted.
0: (laughs) I see. Okay. No, this is all right. Uh, You just need to exhaust yourself is what you're saying, and then better sleep. It helps for me
3: anyway. I know a lot of people that doesn't work, but if I get physically exhausted, I just can't keep my eyes open.
0: Yeah. Uh, Did I tell, I don't know if I've told you this, in the last week or so, I had a dream. It wasn't a very remarkable dream other Mm -hmm. than I was going on a tour of people's houses. I don't know why, just seeing houses, and I was with a guy the whole time. Guess what his name was? Foam yeah. Smith, and I'm not no kidding. No way. His name really? was Foam Smith, and that was the most prominent thing in the dream. Is that me and Foam Smith were traveling Foam around, Smith, looking at houses, <laughs> and it wasn't you or anyone even looked like you. It was just some. <laughs>
1: that's, that's even more. That's even worse. It didn't even look like Bill. Was no, it? like Foam Smith wasn't Bill. <laughs>
0: no, it's just a right. guy who just was named Foam Smith, and it was like the whole time there was like this clarity in my head that was I am traveling with Foam Smith to look at these homes. It was very what, what, weird.
3: What this tells me is that uh, my SEO has been uh, so on point <laughs> that it has transcended the dream space. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: have search engine optimized my brain. And was,
3: his, was this man's name, did it start with a hashtag? Was no. It hashtag Foam Smith? No, it
0: was <laughs> just straight up, like, first name Foam, last name Smith. Awesome. There was, like, a weird introductory period where it was like hi i'm foam smith oh hi i'm scott johnson i guess we're gonna go look at houses today it was a really odd dream but i have been having dreams every night seems like all night probably it's five minutes who knows our brains are weird but you know like constantly having the weirdest dreams and that one in particular is like okay it's foam smith sure probably has something to do with bill don't know how but all right me and foam smith rocking the rocking the world It was really weird. Anyway, so there's that fun story. Hey, what would you bring us today? What big package of bill do we have to open?
3: Well, uh, I'm really happy that Brian made a prop this week because I didn't make anything. So we're going to talk about (laughs) Brian's Mjolnir. Let's talk about it.
1: Um, I also got to thank you for the uh, recommendation on the acrylic, mm -hmm. doing the acrylic wash, and the video, which was perfect. Excellent, uh, yeah. I watched that video, and then I watched the one after it to get, like, a little bit of um uh exposed not exposed metal because it's all the whole thing right right metal. yeah but uh i did a light silver on places mm-hmm. and i'm thinking i might i still need some more weathering and i got to figure out what to do as far as more weathering yeah. sure I mean, it is, it, it's a mystical device it is You'd think that it would resist weathering
3: <laughs> but it is also very old it is so. yes mm-hmm. it's been kicking around a while i realized too when i went and looked at your text message this morning that i did not answer all of your questions that's okay that's, <laughs> but that's, yeah why you're, you're
1: here. that's why you're yeah, here
3: yeah if you have a so if you have a, a a giant hammer like that and let's say you paint it the base color like a like a gun metal, which is like okay. a darker metallic mm-hmm. then yeah. you could go over and just lightly hit the edges with a bright silver
2: mm-hmm.
1: so
3: you get a little bit of that contrast and a lot of times when you do that what happens is that bright silver doesn't show up until the light hits it just right mm-hmm. but when yeah. it does it's got that nice highlight that nice sort of um just variants on the edges that make them pop a bit. Yeah. Uh, I had a similar question this week. Someone emailed me or, or, or tweeted at me. They had a piece of their prop that was white. Uh in the reference it was white, right? So they painted it white, and then they said, How do I, I I can make it look dirty by putting you know a wash of brown or black paint on it, but I want the edges to look all weathered. And uh what I told them was, uh, well, in the fiction, what's this thing supposed to be made out of? Is it white plastic? Or is it a piece of metal that was painted white? Because if that's the case, then you want to paint it in a way that looks like maybe some of that white paint is chipped off and there's metal exposed down below. But if all things were supposed to look like white plastic, maybe you could like chew up the surface a little bit, but it's all still going to just be that white plasticky color. Right. So really, when it comes to weathering, you want to tell a story and figure out what that uh, story is and how it would apply to what's happened to your, uh, your fictional object over the years. Yes.
1: I'm thinking he, he hit uh one of the dark elves uh with the corner of this and there was some blood, some gross dark elf blood oh, yeah. in, Ooh, in yeah. the corner nice. and crusted in there and got yeah. in the cracks and he didn't have like a, a little brush, wire brush to kinda of clean up. He doesn't
3: yeah, he should have a little uh <laughs> like a little really ornate Asgardian brush he keeps right. in his belt, you know? Yeah. And after yeah. a fight you just see him just sort of like picking little bits of Dude, all the the ornate details on Mjolnir. Mm -hmm.
0: My, uh, so I don't know if I ever told you guys this, and my brother-in-law Steve listens, so he'll he'll enjoy this. But back when my daughter was a senior in high school, uh, she headed up a project where um, their their school's mascot was Thor. So she had this project. She's like, "Hey, what if out in front of the school, which was a relatively new school, just been built in the last couple of years, what if we had a big monument to Thor?" And they ended up setting up, or they ended up settling on a giant version of Mullner in embedded in a giant stone. Cool. Um, The problem is, and it looked amazing, like just looked incredible. Taylor did the like design work on those, you know, the detail on the ends of the hammer and all that. Steve built the whole thing out of bronze. I think it was bronze. He had a cast in bronze, I should say. Um, the problem is it, it was technically two pieces, right? The stone and then the, hammer and it looked like it was never going to get out of there but some kid figured out a way to get the hammer <laughs> out of the hole which obviously is you know bad for Mülner's reputation you're not supposed to be able to be worthy to pull that thing out of there uh, anyway I can't remember how he eventually did it but if you still go by to that, um, that school and if, if locals are interested then contact me I'll let them know where it is but that thing's still there and it is badass like a big hunk of a giant hammer just jammed into the ground and it's so cool so anyway, mm-hmm. just a little, wow. little side note
3: there. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, so I want to take a moment to talk a little bit about weathering and some stuff that I know. Oh, great. Uh, here's a great quote from my friend uh, Harrison from Vulpen Props, who's much better at this than I am. He, paraphrasing him, he said, weathering is when you slowly ruin a prop until it's perfect, mm-hmm. right? When you do your base coat of paint, it looks like it came right out of the factory. But that story is boring, so you start to ruin it until it looks
2: just
3: right. Um, the uh, the finish you're going for is is as if it has been uh, affected by the environment. Now, if you use genuine materials, like I said, you can do genuine weathering. So, for example, people will do this when they build like a table, right? They'll build a table with brand new fresh wood. And then they'll do things to it to make it look like an old piece of furniture that's been kicking around for a while. Sure, you can use chemicals, you can burn it, you can use like a wire brush to like scratch it up a whole lot. Um, but you don't—you're not faking anything. You're basically just accelerating what time and erosion would do to this thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, if you're like me or Brian, and you made your stuff out of 3D printed plastic, uh, you can't exactly do that. So it all needs to be simulated, and that's what Brian was doing by doing a dark wash. You're mixing up a whole bunch of dark paint that's supposed to seem acrylic. like grime and dirt yeah mm-hmm. and then putting it all over the prop and then wiping it away just to show where it would stay the places where it accumulate
1: yeah and there's so much great uh, filigree in here where that that black can kind of settle in and look all mm-hmm. crusty and kind of in close on some of this yeah, see, so that's yeah. where you want it too—is
0: in those that little details. Pattern. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's How about the, the, hand? the hand? Are you trying to do that with the leather as well? Make the leathering seem. I
1: did. Yeah, I, I weathered. I weathered the leather. So for <laughs> each of these these rings on here, yeah. I put the uh, put the, the the wash and then wiped it off to kind of give the leather a little bit more more of a leathery look. Ooh, I still yeah. need that an actual leather strap, and I'm trying to figure out. I've got a, I've got a you know, uh, horizontal space that i can put a um a leather strap into
0: oh right Mm
1: -hmm. um i just got to figure out the best way to do that because ideally it would be two ends basically you know you'd basically have a u shape and you'd put the two ends through um so that the what comes out of the other end is a um is a holdable strap and the other part is just like kind of snapped or Mm-hmm. Or fused somehow so that it can't be pulled back through. Think let yeah. I think you'll have to put on
0: like a big white wig and just go to town as Thor as a cosplayer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, right. I'd be down for that. I saw. Uh, look, I saw your uh, your Bigfoot thing you did the other day, your Yeti costume. <laughs> My Yeti.
1: Yeah, I, yeah I, put to, I should post that to Twitter. I actually, have a little bit of video. It did not. It didn't come out as well as I wanted because Tina, for whatever reason. Didn't want to uh, go with me. She like said, "Nope, I'll video you as you walk by the back of our house." Yep. But, she did a very uh, nothing, brief videoing too. She didn't take. I'm very not much of coming it. with you, no. <laughs> but there is a
0: certain strut to the way you're walking that is yeah. pretty special. So
1: yeah, I mean, it, the strut is just basically <clears throat> amplified from how I have to walk to get those floppy feet. <laughs> Clown You're like one of those altogether. dogs where
0: you put slippers on a dog and it doesn't know what to do, so it's like it's making big broad strokes with its feet. It's kind of what it looked like. Anyway, you should share that. Uh, sorry, Bill. Sidetrack.
3: Oh, it's good. Um, uh, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> more just a couple more pieces of uh, our weathering techniques I wanted to run down. Um, you can add dust to something to make it look old, uh, but wear and tear is where things get really fun. So we talk about using battle damage. So if you're working on a prop and you kind of goof up part of it, you can say, oh, we'll make that into battle damage, right? You can mm-hmm. sort of hide your crimes that way. Um, I've done this before where I use a rotary tool to sort of uh, grind up a part of a prop and make it look like it got hit by a blaster or something. Mm. Um, you can also, this is really fun, look for spots on a prop that would turn shiny because you've handled them a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So any grips... The grip on a pistol might be a matte finish when it's brand new, but once you've carried it for you know 10 years, it might, the part where your thumb touches gets shiny. Uh, and there are a lot of different ways you can get that finish on a uh, fake prop, but part one way you could do it, so my Ray Blaster, those grips are cast plastic. They're black, and if I want to make them shiny, all I have to do is polish them, which is really handy. Very cool. Uh, and then you can add scratches and paint chipping and all other really, really neat stuff to add to that story. And that's basically weathering. Cool, nice, very cool.
0: Weathering matters. Turns out,
1: totally Mm -hmm. does. Yeah, it it definitely makes the makes the prop feel more like a prop Mm -hmm. as opposed to just a a toy off the shelf at Toys
3: R Us. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's hard. It's hard in a mass production kind of way to make toys have weathering naturally. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's a difficult. It's always
3: it's always the paint job that suffers on those. Always. Yeah. yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So that's why I mean, this personal touch is pretty much required if you're going to make it look that good. Because there just isn't a way to mass produce it without it being extremely expensive, and right, you know.
1: Are you saying that this does not look like one of uh, uh, Star Lord's? Uh,
3: like it like <laughs> jumped out of the screen? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm saying you could. You know what you could do? Just weather the shit out of that thing, and boom, there's your. Yeah. There's your thing. You got it's,
1: it. It needs a full repaint because I mean I don't think the blaster <laughs> is red, bright red, and bright blue either. So no.
3: <laughs> or. You just go completely sideways and make the rest of your Star Lord costume bright red and bright blue. Lean <laughs> into it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That's
1: a good go, idea. Too, go yes.
0: all in. Uh, I'm putting in our Discord an, an image of that hammer that they made. Uh, someone had a picture of it here, and I had forgotten oh, awesome. they had done a $250 reward for whoever stole that thing when they first took it. So I don't know how that ended up, but they ended up getting it back. So how
1: big is that thing? It it's looks big.
0: It's like a. Uh, it's bigger than Thor's hammer. It's like a. Uh, yeah jeez uh probably i don't know i don't know what to compare it to it's probably probably like 33 inches wide uh, at the Mm -hmm. base of that thing and great big handle that handles all uh metal also it's all bronze it's it's pretty insane what they put together for that thing but anyway Mm -hmm. uh is it actual size oh carter says it's actual size i thought it was bigger isn't it i could have sworn it was larger than that maybe she's saying it's uh, well what what is actual size how big is thor How big are his hands? We don't know. (laughs) The
3: size of Thor's hammer varies from different accounts.
0: That's right. Beta Bray Bill's version was much heavier and bigger. Typical male, says Pops and Recline. All right. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Bill, always a pleasure to have you here. You got any uh, little bonus linkage for us today?
3: I sure do. The Craftsman, our favorite crafting puppet, put out a video uh, talking about how to use a camera in manual mode and as someone who's studied photography for the better part of the last 35 years this is actually one of the very best examples i think visual examples showing how the different manual settings on a camera have an effect on your image and it's also presented by a puppet so i recommend everyone interested in photography yeah go watch it a really well a
0: well uh, photographed puppet mind you as well
3: absolutely he puts a ton of thought into his shots what really well lit yeah. Everything's manual. Everything's uh, really cool. Depth of field blur.
0: Yeah, he's got uh, a, 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 a what do you call those things? boom box behind him with googly eyes on it. What else um, can you ask yeah. for? It? Yeah, yeah, it's impressive. Actually, I should watch this. I've got that. Should I have that? Cam- I've just got one of these little rebel mm-hmm. cameras like this and learn a
1: little something. Be a great one. Tina's trying to get into a lot of uh, close-up photography, so this would be this would be great. Yeah.
3: How close-up are we talking? We're we talking macro.
1: No, no, okay. just like um, uh, we've been doing stuff for my friend's uh, candy uh, site. His oh, um, like products? candy shop, product food, food products. And
3: man, stuff, I yeah. love product photography. Yeah, yeah.
0: product photography. Everything's is cool, so man. small mm-hmm. and cute. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> right.
0: My daughter, my daughter always tells me her dream job is working for. Uh, who's the who did uh, Kubo and the Two Strings? Forgot the name of the studio. Anyway, Leica. Yeah, Leica the 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 prop work they do like the miniature work that they do for just background oh, and sets yeah. and parts and pieces and tables and chairs and all that like she could just that could be her job until the end of time be amazing
3: someone one more quick anecdote there's a a scene or many scenes where he swings a sword yeah and they made several swords and one of them is a it's a physical sword that has a motion blur behind it does that make sense? Yes. So yes. when they animated, they swapped that out so it looked like his sword had a motion blur, but it was all physical. It was all built into the model. I know. That is so
0: crazy. I love how they do that stuff. Like, Or or like they want to really have an exaggerated motion. And in motion, it seems like somebody just jumped um, really hard or whatever. But if you slow it down and look what they did, their faces got all elongated for a couple of Ooh. frames. Like mm. they, they actually distorted the the characters to create the effect. I love that stuff. So those
3: cool. are the principles of animation. Animation, <laughs> squash and stretch.
0: That's right, squash and stretch. Uh, that's our new show. Where Brian and Scott are changing our names. All right, hey. <laughs> squash. You, I don't know who's who, but we we can decide that later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bill Duran, everybody, you can find more of his works uh, over there at Bill Durant, Or Sorry, punishprops. Also, punishprops on YouTube, and as always, chinbeard on Twitter. Bill, have a fantastic week. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye now. Bye. Bye. All right. Now, politics. Yes, yeah, politics. Political uh, discussion with our good pal. Justin Robert Young. These are their stories.
4: Do, 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 do. Oh, I'm terrible with names.
0: Joining us on the line now, all the way from Oakland, California, uh, no longer the home of the uh, Raiders, I guess not for long anyway, is uh, Justin Robert Young uh, joining us in a uh, – shoot, I was hoping you would look like that fisherman gear you had on the other day. You look like a, <laughs> like a longshoreman. Yeah, the longshoreman stuff. That looked great. I, I missed it's that little... look. You going to go for that uh, more? I'm,
4: I'm... – i'm a man of many looks yeah i got i got many looks i'm feeling a little uh uh like the bassist in a country music video
0: right <laughs> now. oh i see that i can see that yeah before i forget how do you feel about nick cage playing joe exotic in the uh upcoming thing
4: um i love american vandal yeah. so I'm, I'm more excited about the creative uh behind him uh, uh I would say in general, though, like, look, it was fun, but the fun is done with Tiger King. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many derivatives I, I want to see, mostly because the point of that show was surprise. Mm-hmm. And even if you now are expecting surprises, it's not going to be as fun as when you weren't expecting surprises and they surprised you.
0: Yeah, all the stuff that we, yeah, all all the cliffhangery business that that thing presented, we now know, we all know he's in prison. Like all that stuff's done. So what is this right. then? What is the, what is the character uh, arc?
1: The story's it, been told. Have yeah. you
4: have you ever seen American Vandal?
0: Yeah, it's, I saw. I didn't see it all, but it's the dude that drew penises on cars, and they had to. It yeah, was, it was done but it's like basically a, like it was a parody of making a murder. Right, right.
4: Um, and so if they're going to take that and heighten it and twist it and make it something different and and weird then that's great what i would love to see is you take that story and actually make joe exotic the hero but by way of like you know a deep state conspiracy <laughs> like basically just like make their versions of why people are being mean to them and make them the most mild possible thing free world hanging in the balance of the greater Winniewood Wood Zoo. That would be my idea.
0: That would be alright. I mean, that's what that dude... You've described kind of what he would probably make if he was on his own and had his own devices, but I wonder how much of this will have to stick to the truth or stick to the... Not the truth, but...
4: Yeah, I mean, it's based off a Texas Tribune or Texas Monthly uh, article, so yeah. it's not going to be based on uh, that particular story but apparently that the that article does you know include carol baskin and all these other
0: oh we numbers. were and we were playing around with who we thought we would cast as carol yeah. baskin who would jump to your mind if you had to cast her today like who would it be
4: you know one of the snl ladies does like an insane
1: impression of her so on good. tiktok yeah. Yeah. yeah who is it do you know um, who, it, who it is I'd she's love one to see of the it. new she's one of the new um the featured yeah Uh, as opposed to like the the ones that get their names before the also (laughs) yeah
4: it used to be like everybody would get the video moments where it'd be like jim brewer buying a coke and then looking at the camera (laughs) and you know mike myers like having a hot dog slip out of the bun Mm -hmm. uh and then they would just be like the still pictures it's like Mm -hmm
0: featuring Chris Rock.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, here Chloe Feynman, uh, uh, Chloe, Chloe Fineman. Fineman. Yeah, that's the name. Yeah, no, but her impression is is just like lights out. So good.
0: Really? Okay. I have to follow up and check this later. Uh, but yeah, like I I don't know how I generally feel about I'm I'm a little burned out on it because I ended up listening to the documentary or the the podcast thing last week, just binged it, and it was the mm-hmm. one that came out before the show and anyway, It's a very different perspective, like to the point that I, I mean, I already knew that these filmmakers were kind of playing fast and loose with the, you know, the difference between reality TV and documentary, documentary methods. And I I mean, I knew that I'm not totally naive, but man, they just, they picked and choose, left a lot of stuff out, told that guy not to wear a shirt or his new teeth. Like Mm -hmm. there was a weird lot, a bunch of stuff that, that.
1: sensationalizing that that
4: yeah i mean in general you gotta realize that most documentaries full stop are not great journalism yeah like uh there are obviously that like the ken burns's of the world that are basically just trying to like bring history text to life yeah you know like that's a different style but in general even the ones that we understand to be a little bit more sober uh are you know they they're trying to tell a story reality it is hard to make a coherent 2 hour story out of
0: reality yeah out of real reality like, yeah that's true it mm-hmm. it just is very 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 hard yeah i like i think it's why i respect once in a while one will come out and it will be no music so nobody's trying to uh, you know elicit emotion uh, of from oak, you right mm-hmm. from either from either being funny or sad or any of that uh, they just don't have music and they don't have a narrator to tell you how to think or, or what to see, and they just film stuff. And an example: Have this- you ever
4: seen? Um, I think it's like Je- Jesus Camp May May something oh. nineteen ninety four. No, no, it, it was an ESPN thirty for thirty, um, and it was about the day that the OJ Ford Bronco happened, and the New York oh. Rangers were getting their. Parade in New York City, and the New York Knicks were playing, and it was like some big masters moment. But that is all told completely uh through actual footage, yeah. uh, either found or broadcast. Yeah. uh No narrator. I think I did all.
0: see it, and I really liked that. I liked Jesus Camp for the same reason, although that thing completely freaked me out. Um, but i like those things you don't see them as much anymore or maybe you just don't see them yeah because they're really hard because they're hard yeah (laughs) Yeah.
4: because they're really 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 hard and you actually have to have the goods Mm -hmm. uh that already tell a story uh for for it to happen otherwise you know you're trying to make it pop and To be honest it was part of the one of the decisions that i had to make early on with raise the dead was whether or not i was going to go interview people for it Mm -hmm. and i kind of went away from that mostly because in all the stuff that i had heard with great interviews and there are fantastic shows with amazing interviews but you're you're a prisoner to that you know and that that is a, a choice you have to make is like all right if you go out and interview somebody that is an expert on something now you can't really go away from it even if evidence suggests that you might maybe you should mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah
0: well i don't know the whole thing's the whole process has always been fascinating to me and i always appreciate um a documentary where i feel like i've been impacted in a major way without the tricks it just doesn't happen that often and we are absolutely talking about not one of those with the joe exotic story so We'll see what they do.
4: I mean, look, I I think the Tiger King is... I mean, I I don't even know if I would say that it's more reality television than documentary because I think if you really know what reality television is, that is much more scripted. Like, you know, uh, nobody's tire actually goes out. You know, that is a setup for the episode, right? Like, that's why... Hulk Hogan's going to be late for Brooke's birthday. Like that doesn't just (laughs) accidentally happen. Uh, The, uh, where I think Tiger King is like, did they shoot that in a way? So it would be the most telegenic so they could tell the most part of their story without, I mean, cause like when you go to Joe exotic's husband and he smiles and he has all those, you know, janky ass teeth, that's, you know, a picture that's worth a thousand words. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I think that they were more along the lines of
0: that. Yeah. They were leaning mm-hmm. into it and I enjoyed my time there, but I think I'm kind of done for a while. Don't need to hear about it yeah. anymore. All right. Uh, real quick here. Uh, well, not real quick, whatever, however long we want to talk about it, but I wanted to talk to you about how states lifting. Uh, well, I'll, let me start here. Uh, Utah lifted its status from red to orange level, whatever that means. Um, it would be like DEFCON 4 to 5, I guess. or
4: I really do wish. I mean, this is just from my perspective as somebody that's trying to cover this and make sense of it for people. Yeah. My God, it would be easier if we just all agreed as a nation to use the same terminology. <laughs> I agree. Right, yeah. Because yeah. like, even it's like shelter at home, shelter in place, place for shelter, safe home, <laughs> safers for homes. Like, it's, and now it's like, all right. Yeah, well, heard. the California's phase 2 is really like the federal phase 1 and mm-hmm. Utah's not doing phases. They're doing color maps. Yep. So yep. don't be if you're if you're blue, make it true and if you're red, uh, you're probably dead and if you're chartreuse, <laughs> then it's up the caboose. What's the use? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: <laughs> up the caboose. I like that. Yeah, that I agree. Some standardization would be nice. However, uh, basically, what it meant is some op- some businesses could open. They still had to do a bunch of restrictions, even within those businesses. Um, I don't I don't know all the details of it, but I do know that as of yesterday, we had uh, um, the highest number of new cases. And yeah. here's the thing: it's not even from going red to orange. These new cases are just like from whatever we were doing two weeks ago, mm-hmm. which was pretty well shut shut down two weeks ago. So we're not going to know for another two weeks if this little May half measure reopening thing has a positive or negative impact at all. Like, it's complicated. And on top of that, and this is true everywhere, like we're, you know, I'm just looking at my own state and using this as an example, but everywhere is having various discussions about this exact same sort of thing nationally and on local levels. But I'm wondering, what is the, what are the political implications of all of that? Because... At the end of the day, if in two weeks we have a giant surge, what, what, what then? And by by that I mean like what is my what is the spin from uh from Trump and his opponents? It doesn't seem like it serves anyone, is what I'm saying. Like opening too soon is not gonna serve anybody's goals for this November well, or right, for how to run this yeah. thing or any of this stuff. Well, let's, so,
4: before, before we get too far down the road, yeah. let's let's understand a few things here. Number one, I would encourage everybody that when you are looking at new cases, please also see what the rate of testing is in the area that you are Mm -hmm. judging new cases. Right. Uh Because testing is going up nationwide. Mm -hmm. So you are more the the, the better statistic to look at is percentage of positive cases as opposed to raw new cases. Okay. Okay. Good idea. Um, because I I do think that uh, look, we don't know is the answer to what your uh, the answer to your question. Like we don't know whether or not opening up a little bit will cause a little bit of uh, of, of 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 a jump up. We don't know whether uh, the fact that we are social distancing more, that we are wearing masks, that people are aware that this is a real thing in a way that we weren't before. Whether or not that's the same, or like what the percentage of difference is, we don't know how this is going to react as we do move into the summer. Uh, uh, like there's a lot that we don't know because we have not seen the same kind of consistency throughout the world with this. Uh, that being said, uh, there is a, uh, you know, anybody who, values their life, uh, should be watching these testing numbers. We should be vigilant about it and should, I mean, if we see a gigantic uptick, let's say in Georgia, which particularly took a, uh, a a very aggressive tone in reopening that I think that that, uh, puts, you know, their governor on an Island. You know, uh, when when the president of the United States is saying that you've moved too fast, that effectively means that now you have opened yourself up to attacks from both sides of the aisle. If you're Brian Kemp in Georgia, for example. So I think politically you are you are looking at dire consequences now on a local level because things have been devolved so much for the states Um, in terms of federally the the death count is going to be a big thing uh i think you know anything that gets up to 100,000 is going to be uh closely watched uh the further we get above 100,000 dead will be uh you know uh, very much uh, uh put at the feet of of Donald Trump and you know we will see kind of where where where, where the chips uh, fall at that point because we're going to have an election in November and we're going to find out real quick how people think about it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to see, you said it this morning, I was watching your Twitter account and you said um, the national election tweets have started or something to that effect. Um, do you? Do
4: oh yeah. Last night. Well, he, there's this group called the Lincoln group that uh has oh, right. been yeah. well funded by uh a bunch of never trump people and they've been releasing ads talking shit about trump and uh like, so trump like i think they've been doing it for months now i guess he just finally lost his cool and decided that he wanted to light him up on twitter yeah. but uh i uh, the that tweet was more in line of like oh wow like we're just gonna do the general election from 2016 again and he's going to start the way he started then which is ripping the republican party
0: Right. yeah they're he's all rhino talk and all that stuff but um yeah yeah so that's that rick wilson deal or he's involved somehow um guy i follow on Twitter. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay he's, yeah. Uh, yeah so they're For all him
4: and uh, uh kelly conway's husband and um uh steve
0: schmidt i believe yeah like prominent old school republican dudes and well, mo- mostly
4: it's ex, um, ex campaign people, right? Like, there's not a lot of ex politicians, there's like people that, uh, you know, unless like they would be the number one guys you would hire if you were running a never Trump conservative campaign, there's just not a lot of them these days, and so they'll just go to the donors that also agree with them and say, Hey, give us money, and we'll just run negative ads, you know. just. Because
0: of the righteousness of it. Well, it's kind of like uh, Clinton's bald guy. What was his name? Um, Carville. Carville. James Carville. Carville. Same same sort of deal, right? Like strategists and and campaign managers and dudes that help you get. Like I think Rick Rick Wilson famously got um, or is credited a lot with getting Rudy Giuliani elected in New York, and then later helped run his presidential bid or whatever. Uh, Which was, yeah, uh,
4: among among one of the funnier uh, disasters. (laughs) It was pretty it was
0: pretty bad. But uh, it it is an interesting Giuliani.
4: Giuliani's brilliant idea was to uh, was to wait until Florida to ignore all of the early states (laughs) and wait until Florida and then realize that everybody else had such momentum. They just ran them over in Florida, which is almost as funny as Michael Bloomberg with the benefit of hindsight and 12 years in between. Uh, those two moments deciding to have the exact same strategy uh, except uh, at the tune of a billion
0: dollars yeah i miss seeing his buses around they were big and annoying and i kind of liked them it was just a fun fun disruptive thing in our city anyway i don't know where i was going with that but uh oh no i was gonna say so are those guys they're they're obviously running a lot of anti-trump stuff but does that in uh, in effect mean that they're trying to push people toward Biden or or do you think this is like a like what is the play there? Like what is the thing just to say we hate Trump and
4: oh yeah, I think for for never Trump voters, I think that Biden is probably the best case scenario. Mm. Um he's you know a uh uh an old head, you know exactly who he is. He's reached across the aisle in the past. He's the only reason why Obama got anything done uh in in the Senate. So I think you you are fine to hold your nose for Biden as opposed to say a Bernie if you were worried about the entirety of capitalism being dismantled <laughs>
0: That's a good point. If that is, uh, and and I've seen some of those guys say such uh, said things like that, so it makes sense. I don't know. I'm just real yeah. curious if it. So has I would impact. I would
4: assume that yeah, it would be more Biden and and adhesive. One said the Lincoln Group would probably get behind the Mosh. I, I don't think so. I think that they are there. To defeat Trump in a way that Amash is uh, there to just kind of be the principled libertarian
0: candidate. Yeah, I was gonna. I'm glad you brought him up. So um, he jumped in as an independent, said I'm running, and and yeah, there was equal amounts of uh, vitriol thrown his way from both sides of this. Um, do you think it has? We're not. I mean, I don't think he's got the kind of heft that somebody like um, who's <laughs> shoot who's the old guy that. Uh, the uh, Bush Clinton, uh, I can't even say Nader. They, no, Nader, no, no, the other one. Nader, no, before all that. Uh, before oh, Perot. Ralph, Not well Perot. Known. That's what I'm trying to say is Perot. Perot? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's that level of impact, if there is any, or is he just sort of like, what does it? What does this happen? What What matters? What What, what will no. happen with Justin? I mean, DeMash? nobody's Ross Perot.
4: You knew <laughs> Ross Perot from the second that he opened his mouth, right? <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: yeah.
4: There's There's no. I mean, like. Uh, uh, Ross Perot understood that he could talk and people would listen. I don't know if that's quite the same with Justin Amash. I think he is far more of the uh, you know, there's like a couple different strains of libertarian um, you know, libertarianism. It's always funny to me when people like say like, oh, that's the libertarian philosophy. And it's like, man, if you've ever hung out around libertarians, like they all hate each other. They're like, they're like the wildlings. (laughs) Like, you know, like, like, yes, it If you're south of the wall, they might all look alike, but uh, uh, what you don't realize is that they're all this, like, thousands of feral hordes with their own very specific things that they all have inner rivalries and, like, the gun nuts hate the hippies and the hippies hate the bookworms and the bookworms hate the uh, anarchists, like it's just all insane to me so it's always funny whenever you always know that somebody has no idea what the hell they're talking about whenever they're like look at that libertarian it's like which of the 50 insane varieties are you talking about that that wildlings
0: comparison is dead on by the way that's very good you should use that more because yeah yeah. uh uh
4: you know um what are you looking for he's right there in the printer there's a bird in the printer (laughs) he's in the printer yeah. yeah, Ashley just came in looking for
0: the doctor. He's been, uh, he's been pulled into the printer. He'll make it. He'll be all right. <laughs> um. So,
4: yeah, I think that, that Amash is more of the bookworm constitutionalist type. The, the question is, will he be a credible never Trump candidate?
2: Because mm. if
4: he's a very credible never Trump candidate, then... It will be enough. I mean, number one, no matter what he does, it'll be enough for one of the losing candidates to blame him for losing. Because, boy, do billion-dollar campaigns love blaming campaigns that have dozens of thousands of dollars for making them lose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't know. To me, it seemed like he seemed like a principled dude with some decent ideas. Uh, Doesn't strike me as super libertarian, per se. But I don't maybe I don't have the right definition in my head of what a libertarian is.
4: Well, again, it's like cause there is no definition yeah, of a the libertarian they're all different. Is, literally. Yeah. Like, you know, there's there's a million different versions of it. And there's small L and big L and and libertarians that don't want to call themselves libertarians. Like there's the the absolutionists and the anarchists. Like there's it just it's a million different strains of it that like literally only define themselves loosely as maybe we shouldn't have all these rules Mm.
0: Uh, if, if i wanted to go live in the in the mountains in a cabin with just me my dog and a gun i'm probably a libertarian or a version of one right probably I want to be off the grid, you know, like I don't want to... Or I I guess I'm defining one of the subcategories that you're talking about. I would want mm -hmm. to live off the grid. I want to live in my cabin. I want to make bacon every morning that I kill myself. Nobody going to tell me what to do. I ain't got no laws or rules. Like that's me, right? That's a a libertarian of sorts.
4: Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Although in general, it's very rarely the uh, let me go off and do some stuff. It's far more the like, and now... The government wants to do a thing, or tell you you can't do blank, or blah yeah. blah
0: blah. Right? Yeah, yeah.
4: You know, it's like. Uh, um Are you familiar with the the whole Ruby Ridge uh yeah. fiasco? Big time.
0: Yeah, it was a big deal here because they're just north of us, and it was a big yeah big whoop mm-hmm. when it happened here. Yeah.
4: But that was like you know uh, uh, I just listened to a podcast series about it about a year ago and. It's it's a fascinating case study of, like, you know, what do you do with a racist on a mountain? Mm. Like, no doubt, guy's racist. Yeah. But also, he's up on a mountain. And boy, does he not like coming down. <laughs> doesn't really like interacting with people. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, really racist. Yeah. Really racist. Uh, exceptionally racist. But he really doesn't like coming down off that mountain. Yeah. And, and, you know, they wound up... uh things wound up escalating to the point where there was like one of the most crazy sieges in American history.
0: Yeah. I i I think I heard the same bo- podcast you did. Is it the one that eventually goes into the stuff that in Nevada and all that? Is it that series? What was that called? If it wasn't, you should hear that too because it plays off of Ruby Ridge. Not plays off of it, but it talks about the impact of it and how it kind of sort of acted as an accelerant for a bunch of people in Nevada and Arizona and... The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it directly played into the Waco thing. Yeah, it was all Waco tied in. Yeah, all that stuff was tied yeah. in. Like, it was... That was a hell of a series. That was something else. I,
4: yeah, I... Um,
0: I can't remember the name or I'd recommend it.
4: It was a Slate series, the one that I listened to. Same. Yeah, but I think we heard the same Okay, one. then it was the same one, yeah which I liked. um You know, I wound up talking to the editor for that one, and... I was like, hey, it was a great job. And she was like, Yeah, we got a lot of crap because people thought we were too sympathetic to the family. Yeah. And and I actually would have went the other way, mostly because not to say that the family were necessarily sympathetic in anything that they said or or particularly did, but like, you know, there's a moment where, spoiler alert to an event that happened three decades ago, uh the the government shoots the mother in the head the government says it's accidental uh, uh the family says it was intentional yeah uh and like the kids and the father continue this like siege for another couple days as the kids describe crawling to get their breakfast over their mother's corpse Yeah, and like that's kind of like glazed over and then they spend like 15 minutes with the lawyer prosecuting the the father and he's like, yeah, you know, really ruined my life because I spent a lot of time in the office and my son really resented me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's like, eh, I don't, yeah. I mean, one of these things happens all the time. The other, nah, yeah, not so the much, other one's even at more... a news value level.
0: Sure, sure. It's very, I really enjoyed it though. People maybe could find it if they go to slate.com and find it, but, but yeah, if you're interested in that sort of stuff and I always am. Um, and by the way, that Taylor Kitch adaptation of uh the waco stuff that's on Mm. netflix at the moment i have not seen it it's very good yeah i mean it's it's dramatized so you know you're getting all that but taylor kitsch as david koresh turns out pretty good casting like it works friday night lights yeah Yeah,
4: you know um
0: (laughs) is he still jacked or did he get skinny for uh he looks more average in that not not as okay. jacked, but yeah, I know what you mean. He's Yeah, he's definitely not uh, full. He's not action star Taylor Kitch. No, and he's got the big, weird-looking early 80s glasses and the hair and everything. I mean, Although, I it, mean, like, like, that
4: is a really inspired casting because I think Taylor Kitsch is really great the less he says and the more he just stares. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that... He a doesn't da- do that,
1: a lot of talking in that,
2: probably, mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
4: Yeah, that the that, 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 that David Koresh... Role is something where there's just a lot of him. Like, is there something about if you've ever watched Friday Night Lights, yeah, a lot of like him just not saying anything and just looking out into the distance? And you're like, damn, I feel you, dude. <laughs> like, and yeah. then like you put him in roles where he has to talk a lot, and you're like, who's this idiot? Get yeah. off the screen, <laughs> you dummy,
0: yeah. And it's a, I should have said, it, it's a mini series, not a film, and it's uh, four episodes or something like that. It's called Waco. He's in it. Michael Shannon's in it, plays uh, the FBI dude. Uh, Michael Shannon's always good. So Yeah, he's great. Uh, Rory Culkin is very good in this, weirdly. Shea Wiggum is in this. He's great. Oh, love Shea Wiggum. Yeah, you guys would like it. It's very good. Wait a
4: minute. Rory Culkin, have you not seen uh, a Succession?
0: Uh, no, not yet. He's good in that, I take oh. it. No, here he's good oh, you got to get Succession in your life. Okay. I need to get around to it. It always just seemed kind of depressing. Like, do I really want to watch a bunch of infighting no, of rich no, people? No, 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 no. It is not depressing. Like, you
4: will probably not... not there's not many people in the show that are designed to be admired or yeah. liked. <laughs> yeah. But it is very well written and very... Uh, uh, it, it's basically a darker version of, like, Arrested Development. Like, take Arrested Development and put there, make it so you actually care about who gets the money at the end. Okay. uh, And then overlay it over, like, a thinly veiled version of, like, a a, a, uh, News Corp meets Disney type uh, business. All right.
0: I'm in. I'll finally watch it. I'm back. You know, I got the HBO. Why not? Let's do it. I'm yeah oh it. totally
4: it's uh oh crap it might not be free anymore i think it was free through
0: may oh they were doing that may thing yeah or not may, yeah april or april thing. sorry yeah. it, it is may it's, <laughs> it's is may yeah. it's Yeah. got to be may as uh as we all know <laughs> uh all right well uh this has all been great and good as always i love hanging out on tuesdays do you uh, have anything this week going on you want particular eyeballs to be checking out and watching for her?
4: um man i don't know I don't even know. Well, <laughs> what the hell's going on? Whatever, you know. What you want your- to know what? Here's my plug. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, enough, enough. If if you ever find yourself, you're thinking like, I don't know, is this too much? Enough is what I'm gonna. That's my voice. I hope in your head, just enough. Okay. Knock it off. All right. <laughs> With the crazy tweets and and retweeting things that you'd see for two seconds. For God's sakes, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And we just need to make sure that everybody survives. So for five seconds, just read the thing you're going to retweet and see whether or not you want to freak out about it on Twitter. (laughs) Everybody's just freaking out. And I need everybody to calm down. There you go. You you want to know what? Enough.
0: All right, enough. There's your message for the day. Well done. I enjoyed it. Uh, Justin Robert Young, Justin R. Young, we love you too. Bye. (laughs) Hey, that reminds me. Here's what you should see and tweet immediately, though, Brian, when you see it. Uh, I saw it's I retweeted it so it's up there but it's a a little monkey I don't know where this is some other part of the world a little monkey on a motorcycle a little motorcycle Mm -hmm. drives up to some a group of kids that are all hanging out one of them is a diaper wearing toddler kid the monkey bails on the tiny motorcycle he's all by himself Bails on the motorcycle, grabs the toddler and tries to kidnap the kid and and pulled, and pulls the kid halfway down the alley before people intervene. It is the weirdest freaking thing.
1: <laughs> was this on TikTok, Scott? No,
0: it was a it was a Twitter thing. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Oh, I don't can know you where it is. If you, uh... Chat room will put it in before I do. But it is the weird it is the weirdest thing. He steals the kid, a monkey. There it is. Oh, There's here we the go. YouTube. Here it is.
1: Pops and recline. Just put it. Okay, I got to watch this thing.
0: Yeah. It's the weirdest thing I've seen. <laughs> I'm just impressed. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. See, I wasn't kidding.
1: Wow. He gets that thing. Oh, my God. He gets that little kid like halfway down the alley. Yeah.
0: He comes on a motorcycle, bails on the <laughs> tiny motorcycle, grabs the kid, pulls him off, yanks him. Now, look at that.
1: Oh, my gosh. Why? Why is the monkey on a motorcycle?
0: I don't know. So many questions about everything about it. It's in some I wonder where the, m- the, Morocco wonder where the or somewhere. Planning on taking the uh, taking the baby too.
2: Oh my
1: gosh, dude! Holy cow, that is uh, that is the craziest thing I've seen all day.
0: Jester Woot is, is right. Tarzan origin story. That is exactly right. Mm-hmm. Very odd. Anyway, thought you might like that. Okay, uh, let's now. Oh whoops! There we are. All right, let's now do a couple of quick things. Uh, we got this this mashup thing Jamie made. It's not so much a mashup as it is an exhibit of you and I forgetting things. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna ladies and gentlemen <laughs> of the jury, I present to you. Yep. So enjoy this and see how dumb we are. Here we go.
1: Puff Daddy, P Diddy, Diddy Kong. I can't remember. Diddy all of Kong. His
0: names. Right now he's Diddy Kong <laughs> racing. It's fantastic. <laughs> one HBO thing about the autistic lady. Grundle Grindle. What was it? No, it was... Uh, it was um, Grandma Grindle. Oh my god. Grop, was... Groping
1: the Grindle. <laughs> Every time you say that it slips further and further away from my fingers. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, grand Annie old, Gable. Grand Annie... old Grimble. Regal Mc... <laughs> Rumble Grimble. Temple, Temple grandin. grandin. Thank you, MKO. What are they called? Not
0: entomologists. What's, what's a bee expert? Uh, oh. Um, bee. Uh, this is going to be a word, right? E. Uh,
1: apiary. Apiarists. Apiarists. Because an apiary
0: is a bee thing. Ape, right? Rape, ape rapists, right? <laughs> is that the way? You got it right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, the robot lady. The, the, the robot lady. But okay. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's only Do one you know robot. The, what's lady. the
1: character's name? Is that uh, Cameron? Uh,
0: Lily Morph. Uh, Fuck. Robot Von Sheila. I have no idea. Yes, that's exactly. Robot Von Sheila. (laughs) Uh, The people over here at the. Right. What's it called? The the code. The the code. The the, the ch. ch The gap. Dungeon. The the dungeon. The the gap in the dungeon. Something. Horse. Bucket, t- uh, tur- garambe. I don't, know, I don't know what it is. It was just me, uh, Marty
1: fufkin in the, uh, in the basement. Was it Marty Fufkin? Marty Fufkin. Yeah. No, Marty. Puf- fufkin? Pupkin? Fufkin. P- Puffkin. Muff. Muffkin? Marty Kufkin. Muffkin. It wasn't even Marty,
0: was it? It was. Artie.
1: Artie Fufkin? Yeah.
0: Hold on. I gotta. <laughs> All right. I'll put a couple of laughs in my Rupert Pupkin. Oh, Rupert Pupkin. Rupert Pupkin. That's Matt's it. be
1: confused with Artie Fufkin. Yeah. Samuel, when it was, what's the character that the, the, uh, <laughs> Hanna-Barbera, uh,
0: rooster, <laughs> All right, listen. I say, yeah, I say, That's the one. Or just <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Uh, what's his freaking name? Uh, uh, Hancock Rooster Tail. Yeah, Hancock Rooster Tail is not his name. <laughs> it's, uh, listen, it's listen. I say, listen. It's a, oh gosh, what's wrong? A foghorn leghorn. <laughs> foghorn leghorn. There we go. Hancock Rooster Tail. <laughs> That's the ripoff version. That's like the Hanna Barbera version. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my dude. God. How does he know where these are? How does he know to go get these? What are you doing, Jamie?
1: <sighs> I don't know, but jeez. He's, uh, he's a mad genius. Hilarious. Here's here's the path that it usually takes. We come up with something. We both try to remember the name. Yeah. You start throwing out these random names, which completely <laughs> derails me, and then I go, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. And I'm ready to move on at that point it's because kind of the same. I know I'm going to be so far away from the road I was on that I'm yeah. never going to make it. It's the back.
0: same pattern every time. You're right. Um, uh, but Hancock rooster tail is pretty freaking funny.
1: Yeah. Artie Fufkin was from Spinal tap. It was the Paul Schaefer character that says, just, just kick, kick my ass. Just go ahead, guys. Kick my ass. Oh, that's right. Also, yeah. I forgot, um, Rupert Pupkin, Artie Fufkin. Yes.
0: Get it straight. Uh, um, on
1: tour together. 2020.
0: I forgot Paul Schaefer was in the, the Disney animated Hercules movie he plays, um, uh, pe- <laughs> uh, Hercules. Oh, see, I'm doing it. I'm doing Mark, it. Mark mark antonius it's happening uh, right now uh, uh, <laughs> Pericles, ph- phocephalese hermes hermes that's it hermes there there jamie there's a freebie enjoy
1: oh man icor just completed the trilogy there you go it's already fufkin rupert pupkin and david s
0: pumpkins nail, nail and it.
1: those three I, we got to make a t-shirt that's got those three guys on it
0: yeah why not you know uh, all arm in arm in arm sure Hey, uh, you know, I said we're uh well I didn't uh, we did one yesterday. We've been giving people uh, little pimps at the end of the yes. show. And little pimps. Uh, here's a little pimp for uh poorly Tiny little pimps. Here's a show called Poorly <laughs> Remembered Stories. This is from Matthew Sargent, aka Lasarge, probably in the chat now. I don't know. I didn't see him today. Uh but he says I have something to submit for the cool fans or if the cool things fans make segment. My webcomic, bagdrop, bagdropcomic.com. Might be a fun way for people to pass the time in the quarantine. It's a workplace humor strip about people who work at a golf course, plenty of jokes, and anyone who has a boring service or retail job. Um, I agree.
1: I've got the graphic novel somewhere behind me, I
0: believe. Yeah, I ch- Somewhere, I, Somewhere's the graphic novel. I read this, this comic as well. For anyone more into physical comics, he says he's released a printed collection of the comic, which Brian has, and the Complete Bag Drop, uh, it's called The Complete Bag Drop at Nerdtacular 2015. Yeah. I think that's where I got mine.
1: That's that's where yeah. That's where uh, it's I'm available
0: at, at Amazon, uh, which you can find at tinyurl.com/sargebooks. S-A-R-G-E. Thanks for introducing the concept of the show. Can't wait to see cool stuff from the community. Uh, well, thank you, Lesarge, aka uh, Matt and uh, or Matthew, and uh, we hope people check it out. Again, the website for the comic is bagdropcomic.com. B-A-G dropcomic.com. Go check it out. Make it part of your. Re- oh, there he is. Lesarge is in the chat. He's in. Yeah, he's in the chat room. Yeah, I uh, get to
1: hang out with him very briefly at uh, that meetup in Chicago. Oh, that's uh, him, right. and his new wife came, and uh, just after their big honeymoon, which was to the Galapagos Islands, is that right, if I remember correctly? That's cool. Um, So cool seeing them. Yeah,
0: he's great. He's yeah. a great artist, too. All right, uh, that's it for the show. Big thanks, everybody, for being here. Patreon.com slash TMS is how we keep the fires burning. So if you have not yet contributed, consider it. There's lots of rewards and benefits to doing so, which you can read all about at Patreon.com slash TMS. Like this Friday, we have a TMS PM. You can only get it by being a sub over there, and it, it can be any level to get it. You can also still watch it live that way or catch it on the on the, uh, on the Patreon feed. Check that out, Patreon.com slash TMS uh everything else frogpens.com slash tms brian i require a song in my soul
1: okay all right well we talked about well maybe we didn't talk i I talked to him in chat but i don't know if we've talked about him on the show jk grammar is celebrating a birthday today Mm -hmm. he says hey bruticus and superion for my 48th birthday i'd love to hear maluka's cover of the dragonborn comes um she is a fantastic independent artist who has a great community of people, much like the Frog Pants community. She's also played and streamed Resident Evil games, among so many others, and screams just like Scott, <sighs> though not as loud. Oh, good. Uh, haha, thanks so much. Love you guys. Oh, we love you too, JK Grammar. And you, you show up here all the time. Happy birthday, man. It's, uh, you're, you're one of those regulars that um, oh. that we see every day in the chat room That that I don't feel like my day is complete unless we see jk Grammar in the chat
0: room he is one of the best by far he's no offense everybody who's not the best he's one of the best
1: <laughs> no offense to all of you who are not the best yeah jk Grammar is the best yeah he's pretty great
0: wow well
1: i think there's a lot of people in the chat room that are the best yeah yeah a I'll lot go, of people that's fine many, many, fine many people sides yeah both sides, fine, yeah, the both sides many fine and people the sure. group. many fine people yeah
0: both sides and, brian uh, both sides
1: china <laughs> um let's get to this one uh maluka from her album the dragonborn comes it's the title track and of course it is from elder scrolls uh, skyrim this album came out in 2017 it's really good here's maluka and the dragonborn comes
5: our hero our hero claims a warrior's heart Tell you, I tell you, the dragonborn comes with a voice wielding power of the ancient Lord. Heart. believe, believe, the dragonborn comes, it's an end to.
0: Part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.
2: Get rid of all these heebie jobbies they wear.